This is Bruce Friedman from Adult Site Broker, and welcome to Adult Site Broker Talk, where every week we interview one of the movers and shakers of the adult industry, and we discuss what's going on in our business. Plus, we give you a tip on buying and selling websites. This week, we'll be talking to Massey from Feet for Cash. Adult Site Broker is proud to announce Adult Site Broker Cash, the first affiliate program for an adult website brokerage. With Adult Site Broker Cash, you'll have the chance to earn as much as 20% of our broker commission, referring sellers and buyers to us at Adult Site Broker. Check our website at adultsitebroker.com for more details. First of all, let's cover some of the news going on in our industry. Monday, in a letter from adult film producers and buyers, this message was posted on the Free Speech Coalition website. We are deeply concerned for the health and safety of every member of the adult entertainment community. The inability to produce has caused financial hardship throughout the industry, and we are as eager to return to work as you are. However, to protect you, our community, and our industry, we have agreed not to resume production of content with people who don't live in the same household until the following conditions are met. Film production is legally permitted under the phased reopening guidelines in the local and national jurisdictions where the production will occur. Free Speech Coalition publishes production health and safety guidelines for sets during COVID, and companies that produce content for it have adopted an industry standard set of safety protocols. Only when these three elements are in place, and we're confident we have effectively minimized risk for our performers and crew in our community, will we be able to resume production. We are working to these goals as quickly as possible. We're all in this together. A group of Tampa Bay, Florida adult businesses have filed a lawsuit challenging the Small Business Administration's clause in their loan application, which can be interpreted to discriminate against sexually oriented businesses. According to a Tampa Bay Times report, Fantasyland Adult Supercenter and Charlotte's Cabaret in Tampa Silks in Palm Harbor and Diamond Dolls in Clearwater, along with several other adult businesses in Florida, are suing the Small Business Administration, its administrator, and U.S. Treasury Secretary Stephen Mnuchin in federal court in Tampa. The lawsuit, the report continues, calls the policy regarding adult businesses discriminatory and unconstitutional and says employees were engaged in First Amendment-protected expression. Now let's feature our property of the week that's for sale at Adult Site Broker. This week we're featuring a premium tube site. The owner originally bought a tube script but revised it by adding the following. An option for premium videos on a pay-per-sale basis, multi-language functionality, tabs, banners in different sizes with the option to add keywords and view stats, a pop-under script, a pre-roll system to show pre-rolls on VR as well as 2D videos, an option so you can import embedded content in bulk from other tubes. The uh, site has 20,000 non-exclusive videos and trailers. It also acts as an affiliate for all of the studios and earns on a rev share basis or PPS model while sending traffic to these sites. The traffic is 90% direct and 10% affiliate. 
This is a great custom tube site for a company that already has traffic sent to the tube that they want to monetize. Everything is plug and play. This is an outstanding product for campsites, tubes, or any other site that wants to better monetize their traffic. And it's selling for only $125,000. Now time for this week's interview. Today on Adult Site Broker Talk, I'm speaking to one of my absolute favorite people in the adult space, Massey from Beat for Cash. Massey, thanks for being with us today. Well, thank you, Bruce, for the invitation. I'm thrilled about that. Thank you so much. So here's some info on Feed for Cash. It was established in 2008. Feed for Cash is a network of pay sites mainly focused on the foot fetish niche. With a total of 18 sites, the program has a site aimed for every taste in foot fetish. Affiliates earn a 50% lifetime commission on every sale and rebuild, plus 5% on referrals to other webmasters. All content is exclusive and produced in-house, which makes their content unique and recognized in the foot fetish community. Try saying that three times. Another important factor is non-nude sites in the network. These can be promoted in ways that no adult pay site can, giving the program many monetization opportunities. So Massey, let's, let's start with how Feet for Cash was born. Why don't you tell us about it? Well, it was, as you said, it was 2008. And I remember I've been a friend with my, the other co-founder, Fabrizio, and we've been friends since like forever. Mm-hmm. And we actually met for the first time on a foot fetish chat back in the days. And we always thought about one day we should produce our own content because he's a photographer, of course, and I'm in the touch side. So one day in 2008, he came to my house and he told me, Massey, we have to do this. I, I want to start shooting pictures and videos with models mm-hmm. and I w- we need to build, to build a pay site. Thing is, at that time, I didn't know anything about building a pay site, anything about getting in traffic, anything about even finding models. So we start what from were you, scratch. What were you doing? It. What were you doing back then? Well, same thing I'm doing now. I mean, I'm, I'm a software developer, as you know. So I'm, in, I'm an employee in a company. Mm-hmm. And that, I was doing that. And yes, I did have a few websites as an affiliate, but it wasn't really my main. I wasn't even thinking about b- making that business. Okay. So we started from scratch and I, you know, it was, we, it took for us about two years before starting to understand how things were actually working because even finding models was not easy because you are no one, no one knows you and you need to find a model and start asking, you know, I want to shoot pictures of your feet and that's not easy. It's actually easier when you ask for regular porn most of the time. Interesting. Yeah, it is. Why, is, why, do, you think, why do you think that is? Because we are still seen as freaks, basically. Hmm. So... It's, it's something, you know, when, when you shoot regular porn, you, you go to models that are already in that area. But for us, we wanted to shoot regular girls. So girls that you can find next door, girls that have never been models before. So it was a bit more difficult about that. Absolutely. But, you know, in time, when you start building up a name and being a bit more known in the, in the area as well, you know, it became easier and easier, but it wasn't easy at all at the beginning. And plus, 
we started in 2008, and you can agree with me that that time wasn't the best time to open a pay site. <laughs> it wasn't the best <laughs> time to do anything, man. Exactly, exactly. So in a way, it was harder, of course, at the beginning, but in a way, it helped us in the, few, in the coming years because we started in the worst possible time. We had to fight for every click, for every sale, and as time goes on, it became easier, you know, when you, when you sure. experience that, you know, you get easier. Right. So that's it, basically. Interesting. I didn't even know you had a business partner. Yeah, I do. I do. It's, it's the two of us. You are the face. Takes, you are the face of feet for cash. There's no two ways about it. Well, yes, it's true. And he's, he's the one that creates all the content. So it's the classic case where we wouldn't be able to be alone anyway i mean sure. we need both of us because he's oh, yeah. great in taking pictures everybody's saying that our content is great so and i need to thank him for that yeah. because he's the one that so it is i'm the face is. okay and he's creating the content so works absolutely so what made you decide to start the company besides your your friend's inspiration well it was more for something that we always dreamed about before. Mm -hmm. um, it's not, we didn't, we didn't really start saying, okay, this is going to be our main business from now on. Of course mm -hmm. not, because we knew nothing about that. Sure. But we, being food fetishists ourselves, we knew that there was some kind of content that wasn't there. Mm -hmm. It was really, really hard to find the content that we wanted to see. And we said, okay, let's go and make it and see what happens. Hmm. So it was, you know, middle way between having fun together, doing something that we love and also learning something, of course. Mm -hmm. Okay. So you obviously have a great passion and I know you, so I know you, you have a passion <laughs> for, uh, for feet. Um, yeah. So you'd hate mine. Um, so, uh, what makes in your mind great foot fetish content that you didn't see that you wanted in your site? Well, it's of course kind of difficult to explain to you that you don't like feet, as you know, but, uh, the thing is, uh, it was a mix of things. Mm -hmm. It was a certain angles of shooting that wasn't there. Okay. We didn't, I mean, there was not many people shooting the content as we want to see, because there are cert some certain kind of pose of the model that right. we as food fetishists love to see, and it wasn't there. Mm. And also what we really didn't see there, it was, um, you know, being some more um, look for details. Right. Like, it's not like you, you just put a model, shoot her feet, and that's it. We wanted to do something more like making her wear some expensive stockings, expensive mm -hmm. pantyhose, make her dressed up nicely, sure. make it even, even the, the, the location being a bit more important on the, on the shooting. Okay. And so, and also the fact that we, as, as you said before, we don't shoot, well, some of our content is no nude content. Mm -hmm. There was what's missing, actually. There were a, a few websites doing that, but not enough. And okay. mind you, many guys into fit, they want to see, you know, regular girls and something they can dream about being a girl that they meet everywhere. So yeah. being non-nude was something that was missing as well. So. Mm -hmm. 
Oh, and to correct you, it's not that I don't like feet. I just like tits, ass, pussy, and legs more. So okay. let me just uh, okay. let me let me just clear that up. Touche. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> what do you think the main advantages of a niche? Everyone says, well, niches are where the money is. Do you agree? I do to a certain extent. I mean, it's true that uh, working in a niche gives you some advantages, and for sure there is one which is less competition. Even if that, that's why uh, we have so many websites because it's not just about food fetish. We don't like to call food fetish a niche, right? We because there are so many micro niches inside the food fetish that if you sure. shoot correctly, that you will find less competition and more loyal customers. Because okay. what, what a food fetish does, and anyone in a niche, I think, you are so desperate to looking for the content, the, exactly the content you love, and you, you, you have in your mind exactly what you want. It's not just feet, again. Okay. That when you find it, you, you, you want to pay for that, and you, you will constantly pay for that if the, the, the company gives you the correct content. Mm-hmm. So... That's why, I mean, we have customers, members that are renewing their membership since like seven, eight years. Mm-hmm. So that's quite, that, that's the, the advantages. Even though I, I said, I said to a certain extent, because these days I think that the really key in success is the way to, are you, you, how would you drive traffic to our site? You can sell anything online if you know how to drive traffic. You just have to, to match the right person with the right product. Sure. So, so it's the same on a niche. The only thing is that in niche, you have, of course, less competition and this more loyal customer, that's for sure, because they, you have lots of feedback. They, they, you know, they start to be your main, it's like being in a family in a way. Mm-hmm. I mean, we have customers writing us emails and requesting custom videos as well, and they, we became friends with them. You know, it's, it's something that you bond together like that because they know we love the same things, you know. Sure. What are the main challenges of working in this niche? Well, I will not talk about the challenges about, I mean, if you, if you are not into food fetish and you want to start producing content in food fetish because that's open up to a massive amount of challenges because you don't know what you're shooting. That's mm-hmm. not our case. Right. But apart from that, the main challenge is to find paying members. Because as I said, you have less competition, but there are less people that you can target. Sure, course. yeah. So that, that's, that's the main thing, that find the, the right source of traffic. Because some of the common sources of traffic, even, even tubes, some tubes, even the biggest one, are not the best source of traffic for us. Right. Whereas other tubes, maybe a bit smaller, they are good sorts of traffic. Mm. So it's, you know, it, when, you, when you have so peculiar thing to, to advertise, the, mm. the difficult part is to know where there are people that like that. Are there, uh, are there uh, foot-specific uh, tubes? Yes. Yes, there are a few good foot fetish tubes. Mm-hmm. And also review sites are good, of course, and some message boards, you know, forums. Sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that, because, yeah, yeah, exactly. And those are, if you find the right, because even in that, there are some forums where you shouldn't even go because, believe it or not, we've been treated really badly by some food fetish communities. 
Mm. Especially here. Yeah, especially here in Italy, they would say you are making money over our passion. You should do it for free. Oh, <laughs> yeah, they do. Oh, yeah. So, oh, yeah. This, yeah. Is this is charity, folks. We spend our time <laughs> and money for charity. Exactly. Oh, so you, so you, you people, actually, people actually say that? More than once. More ah. than once. Ah. Ah. So, okay, let me explain to you how the world works, sir. <laughs> exactly. So you, you avoid those people, and then and then you find the right path, the right ch channels to to yeah. advertise your 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 account. But it's not easy, of course. Have you put together your own uh, your own tubes and forums? We tried. I, well, the thing is, we are lucky on that because I used to have a forum back in the day since 2003. I opened hmm. that. It's a foot fetish forum, and it still right. exists today. Yeah, it's it's quite big. I mean, not huge, but it has twelve thousand members, Good. and that helped us a lot in the beginning because I could use that to advertise our sites and everything. But apart from that, we always thought about building something inside our members area, and maybe it will come in the future. But we still didn't really. Oh, well, tube's easy enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But again, a tube. I'm not sure it's worth it to build our own tube instead of you know advertising on others mm. it's you know it we, we need Either to, or, to you might as well do both yeah it's something that we still didn't do but it, it's it's an option of course it's absolutely so what challenges did the last year including <laughs> the current <laughs> shitty time uh, bring to your bring to your company okay well Let's start the 2019 last year, which was mainly VR was the main challenge mm. because that's the year where we finally started to produce VR. We've been trying to do that for a few years now. Right. And the thing with VR is that it's not easy to, many things are not easy. It's not easy to find the perfect camera. It's not easy to, the post-production really gave us loads of issues because it was not easy at all. And also for us that we've been producing regular 2D videos since 12 years, it was actually a, a bit of a learning curve about how to shoot and what to shoot. Right. Because the kind of videos that you do, the kind of scenes that you do in VR have to be different than what you regularly do. There are a few things that you, you need to learn, like the fact that the, the eye contact with the girls is very important. And like the fact that in every video you need to involve the one watching that as much right. as you can. Right. So a few things that we didn't, we know again, we knew nothing about, but in time we, we, we try to adapt and this year we are getting results because we are getting good feedback from, uh, from members and so it seems we are getting there quite fast. Good. Then 2020 came <laughs> and... <laughs> Well, where do I start from? Well, obviously the coronavirus issues was big for us because we had to stop production for about two, two months and a half, mm -hmm. which gave us a bit of an issue because we had, you know, what we also do for, custom, for our members, it's custom videos. Mm -hmm. So basically, they, they request a specific video, and then we, we create that for us. And we had a few orders in, mm -hmm. in place that, that we couldn't shoot, and we had to, to, sure. to, to postpone that. Yeah. Okay. 
And also updating our sites was a bit of an issue, even not as much as we thought, because luckily we plan ahead. So our sites have about six months or even more of backlog. So Ooh, didn't really. A good thing. Yeah. Yeah, it was a good thing. The only side, side that, that had some issues was the VR, because being brand new, we didn't have that huge backlog. Sure. But anyway, we did manage to. And what we still didn't see, but we expect that to come sooner or later, was some sort of drop on memberships. Hmm. So far, it has been... Well, it's something, you know, we all hope not, of course, but it's something that you, you need to consider because the economic, conse- economic consequences of, of this mm-hmm. crisis have been huge. Yep. And, you know, I mean, if it doesn't happen, I'm more than happy that, you know, it's okay. <laughs> but it's something that we have to consider for the future, I think. How was it being in Italy? In fact, I was watching a new show today about uh, coronavirus. And about how, as we remember, Italy was ground zero yeah. uh, in the Western world, actually ground zero for the world for a while. Yeah. Um, and how was it to be right in the middle of, of Italy with all that going on? Scary. It was mm. scary. I have to yeah. say it was scary because even though we are not in the, in the north, north part, you know, the big area that got massive hit was Milan and all the northern part, mm-hmm. of, it, part of Italy. We are in Tuscany, which is a bit, bit less. Right. But it was scary because you, you, you could see the numbers growing every day and every day. Yeah. And also the government every day taking stronger measures till actually mm-hmm. they, they locked everything up. I mean, from one day to another, I, may, I, didn't, I couldn't meet my, my parents. Because no. actually they were, you know, they were living just, they are living 10 kilometers from here, but it was forbidden to go there because you couldn't Probably leave your thing. area. Actually. Yeah, Probably it was, but, but it was scary and it was yeah. difficult to adapt. I mean, sure. my daughter, which she's, she's nine years old. So from one day or another, she didn't go to school. And then slowly they start doing lessons online, stuff like that, but it wasn't easy at all. So... Sure. What, what I'm seeing now, it's being the first country, now we are the first on the opposite side because mm-hmm. things now are getting really, really better here. Oh, I know. So, and I still see other countries in huge problems. So, you know, at least now we are, you know, everything is more or less normal in Italy now, sure. apart from the, you know, measures. But it was tough. It was, oh, I mean, yeah. I was really scared about my, for my parents, basically. That was, that was. Sure. Uh, Absolutely. So let's uh, let's talk about Massey the person. You know, you talked about your daughter. I follow you on Facebook. You've got a lovely family. Thank you. Um, talk about your uh, talk about your your home life and uh, what you like to do when you're uh, when you're not uh, Massey the uh, the website owner. Well. <laughs> thing is that, as I told you before, and this is not my full-time job, I also have, I actually have a full-time job as a software developer in a company here. When do you sleep, by the way, is what I want. Exactly. I was coming to that. Because mm-hmm. the thing is, I work five days a week for a, you know, as a, as a regular employee, mm-hmm. eight hours a day, and then fit for cash, it's all the rest. So mm-hmm. weekends, Saturday, Sundays, late at night. Stuff like that. So when I don't work, I still work, basically. <laughs> <laughs> but, 
<laughs> but anyway, of course, I, I enjoy, as you know, we we got in a new, new house recently, and it's, yep. it's it's lovely here. So I enjoy time time with my family, basically, and not much really. I'm not you know going to the gym stuff like that, but mm-hmm. it's it's difficult to find free time. Mm-hmm. I do hope in the future to try to have uh, Fit for Cash my own my only occupation, and it's sure. getting there. It is good. getting there. Good, good to hear. So at that time, thank you. It will be better at that time. You're still a young man. You want to stay that way. Oh, thank you for <laughs> calling me young. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you well you look young. So I'm 44. Okay, let's say uh, that. Come on, tell me. Yeah, I'm 62. Come on, we won't talk okay. about age. So uh, just call me Papa. So okay. what are your what are your company's plans for the future, including um, for you as the co-founder? Yeah, well, uh, for our our company is uh, this year and maybe the next. We are migrating all our pay sites, as you said, eighteen pay sites, to uh, to the elevated X CMS, mm-hmm. and which we, we want to migrate every site there because at the moment. We had, you know, different CMS for different websites, and it was really starting to be a mess to handle everything. Sure. So once we complete this migration, which should be, I mean, maybe before the end of this year or maybe a few months, then we want to invest into our affiliate platform because we think that our current affiliate platform doesn't give our affiliates what they really need to promote our sites. So we are evaluating a few, a couple of solutions to to implement in there. But I think in 2021 we will be ready to to completely you know, completely change the affiliate program and bring some good news to our affiliates. Okay. So by the end of 2021, I hope to be there. And as as a, as a co-founder, as as me, as, as I told you before, I hope to have more and more time to dedicate to Fit for Cash. Sure. Basically, I want to put aside my work as a software developer and just be fit for cash full time. So that that really awesome. is my plan. Yeah. So so how, talk about the adult business in the last few years and then also going forward. What are your thoughts on that? Well, in the last few years, I think the adult industry went into a direction that I really like actually because it's more and more model centric it mm. does I mean, and there is now it's for us content producers we saw that basically any model if she wants to work hard she can more or less build her own business and be by herself right. which is great for me i think it's great because models are what are the key of this business without them we wouldn't even exist and True. i I mean, I like the fact that they can become, you know, more famous. They can be the, you know, they can move their business, whatever they want. They can produce their content. They have platforms to sell the content and everything. It's just, it's the other way. I mean, a few years back, when a model was going to work for a company, it was something like she would gain something by working for the company. Now it's the other way around. I mean, yeah. now when we work with a model, especially if we try, we, may, we work with models with a lot of social media engagement mm-hmm. and a model that already has our own stores and everything, we are the one getting something from that. That's true. Because we get, 
we get exposure, and also we get to work with models that are already in the right mindset. Because when you have your own business, you even your work is better. True. So true. it that that's really what went in the latest years, and it, it's going to be like that for now on, I think, because CAM sites are going to be as important as always. And I think in the future, VR is going to be a good part of the adult business. Hmm. I'm not saying everyone is going to earn to have a VR headset because hmm. I'm not seeing that happening anytime soon. But I see, I think that every production company will start producing VR okay. because in the end, when you get into the right, as I told you, you when, when you overcome the first challenges of that, producing VR can be well for sure that the, the the conversion rates of our VR site is higher than any other site we had so far because the the VR community is full of enthusiasm so you have you get massive of feedback and also people are ready to pay for this kind of mm -hmm. work also mind you that VR is at the moment the only apart from cams is the only way to to make porn that doesn't go, go well on tube sites. That's true. So, I didn't so, think yeah. So, when you, you okay, you can watch VR on tube sites, but you don't have the right experience at all. It's mm. it's not that. It's really bad and looks bad and everything. So while the situation is like this, it's good for us producers, as you can imagine, because you know you don't have that kind of competition. So I do think that every producer will start going to the VR. And of course, the technology there is going to be better and better as time goes on. Of course. By the way, aren't you afraid with all the, the clip sites and the models having control that they won't need you in the future? No, I think there is space for everyone. Okay. I mean, because uh, if a model produces content, it's, she's, she's a happier model, first of all. And for me, that's good because I, as I told you, I think they have to be, to, to, you know, they, they have to be successful because it's they, they are worth it. And also, you know, especially what we do, what we produce, it's it will stay like that because we have our style, our content that we produce, and our customers want that. Mm -hmm. So no, I don't see any. As as I as I told you, it's, there is space for everyone, and models are not going to be a competition for us. They're going to be something like an asset for us. I mean, if we, could, we can cooperate with some models, we will gain something and they will gain something. So not at all. Okay. What are your long-term goals when it comes to feed for cash? Where would you like to see the program in the future? I mean, besides making $10 million a month. No, well, I wasn't thinking about that. But anyway, no, I'm not, I don't not do that for the money. <laughs> no, seriously, what I really... I don't know if it's a plan or, it's a, or if, if it's a dream or if it's a dream that will become a plan. I don't, I don't know. But what I want to for Fit for Cash, it's one day to be a company that can live on its own. I mean, mm -hmm. at the moment, as I told you before, it's all about me and, my, and the other co-founder. If, right. if me or him stop working for Fit for Cash, basically Fit for Cash doesn't exist right. anymore. That's true. I want I want Fit for Cash to become one of the companies that no matter who, people that work in there, it can go on by its own. And Great. it's then you, it's then a long you shot. Then you can then you can contact adult site broker and uh, sell it. Exactly. 
that's why I'm, I'm doing that. That's the only reason, because I, I love you, Bruce, and I want to give you something to sell. See, I know that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Likewise, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> so give some advice to the people thinking of getting into this business. Would you recommend the business? And what would you do if you were them and wanted to get into it? Well, it's always difficult to give recommendation to others, you know, because we're all, all the same. We don't have the same approach to business. Sure. But what I think that I learned in time, it's first of all, you need to always respect your users and your customers. Mm -hmm. Never sell bullshit, basically. What I really hate is when people only think about the money. So if there is a quick way to get money and screw people, they do that without even thinking twice. And that was, that, that's the worst thing you can do to your own business because you're not building anything. You're just mm -hmm. destroying things. Right. And after you do that, I mean, you don't be to be ashamed, don't need to be ashamed to say that you work in the adult business. Oh, of course. I'm, I'm trying to do the same. I mean, everybody at work, I mean, as an employee, they all know what I do. Of course, it took time for me to be open to that and to talk mm -hmm. openly about that because you have, you know, the weird reactions and stuff like that. And the religion. But in the end, yeah. But in the end, you, you, you need to live good, in a good way. You can't be ashamed of what you do, otherwise you won't be happy. No. So be proud of what you do and be open about that. Just, I mean, of course, I'm careful with my daughter at the moment because she's oh. nine years old. It's too early, right. but it will little, come a time. A little that she, impressionable, yeah. Yeah, of course. But it will come a time when I will talk to her openly about what I do. And I want her to be proud of me, sure. even if I do this. Because there's nothing to be ashamed about. Sure she and, will. <laughs> oh, no, I don't think she will. And no, number no, I'm, three, sure she'll be, I'm sure she'll be proud, not ashamed. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I think the same. And also, if I need to give an advice to someone, because that's something I learned by myself, you need to attend one of the adult business events, like the European Summit or mm -hmm. Webmaster, whatever. You need to be there. You need to put your face to your business. Yep. People need to recognize you. People need to know who you are, and you need to be out there. Because right. that's, that's very important, I think. Yeah, you're you're one of the more consistent site owners at these shows. What 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 value do you put on the events? Oh, it's great. There is not a single event where I don't get back home with some business. Mm -hmm. It's I mean because when when you go there, people say, okay, but you can talk by Skype. Why do you go there? Why do you need to go there instead of contacting everyone by Skype? Because it's different. When you're face to face, you seal the deal in a matter of minutes right. because you can see in the face of the other one if he's a good person or not and so basically everyone there is there to make business right so to find any find any opportunities there are opportunities that you don't even imagine about mm -hmm. that could be there so yeah that that's it really that, that business is it's it's the main reason i'm in complete agreement especially for sure i know uh, the European Summit. TES is great. And yeah. Walter and Andreas, like you, I'm a big fan of theirs. So Yeah. 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 Um, you're in Italy. So how is the Italian market in terms of foot fetish? 
Uh, well, it's made up of many producers. There are many food fetish producers, but none of them are having the same approach to the business as we do. Mm-hmm. They are all basically single producer or who end up uh, selling clips on clips for sale, many bits, I want clips, that's it. Mm-hmm. And also it's very rare that they put their face out there to business, to events like the European Summit and everything. Sure. But of course they do great content because I, I can see their content. It's, it's, it's great for their niche. It's especially not on the new, no nude part of the food fetish, but this, you know, the BDSM and all the kind of fetish, fetish that is there, they do produce great content. Sure. But it, the approach to business, it's totally different than what we do. And on the affiliate part of, uh, of Italy, instead, I'm afraid it's, I still need to find one good Italian affiliates in the food fetish market. Mm-hmm. Because they, they prefer dating most of the time. Mm. And they prefer the, you know, the go grab the money where it is and then change. So when it was about mobile, they were all on mobile. Then it came the dating, they were all on dating. And then, or now there is Nutra and all that, and it will be mm. all there. So it's, I mean, in my experience, I mean, if there are good affiliates out there, I think, there, you're, I think please you're describing, I think you're describing the personality of a lot of affiliates, Massey, in general. Yeah, I guess so. But there are good ones. Well, there are affiliates with different approach out there because we sure. do have a few really good affiliates and it's great to work with them. That That's yeah. why I told you we want to invest in our affiliate program because we know that there are good affiliates out there that they need tools to advertise us better. Yep, so, I agree. Well, Massey, I would like to thank you so much today for being on Adult Site Broker Talk and I really hope I can get you back for a future show. Yeah, and I thank you so much for having me here. It was really fun and great. So thank you so much again for the invitation. Thank you. My broker tip today is part three of how to buy a website. Last week, we talked about the information you'll need to properly evaluate any site you're thinking about buying. Once you've done that and you decide you're interested in the site, it's time to make an offer. Before you do that, you need to decide how fair the asking price is. We always price our sites fairly at Adult Site Broker. We've found that overpricing a site is the kiss of death. In fact, if an owner insists on asking for more than a site is worth, I won't work with him or her. If you're working with a broker like our company, you can lean on the broker to help decide what you should offer. If not, then here are some guidelines. In the case of a pay site, if the site is going down rapidly in sales and profits, you shouldn't offer more than one to one and a half times annual profits. So if a site did $100,000 in profits last year, the absolute most you should offer is $150,000. If the site's sales and profits are flat, then you should offer anywhere from two to two and a half times annual profits. And if a site's sales are going up, you should offer from three to three and a half times profits. If the sales and profits are going up very rapidly, you can offer more, as much as four to four and a half times annual profits. I've never seen a site sell for more than four and a half times profits, however. 
Another thing to take into account and something that could change what I just mentioned is what it is that's being sold. If the cider sites being sold are in a very popular niche, like cams or dating, then the valuations can be higher. It's all based on supply and demand. We'll talk more about the subject next week. And next week we'll be talking to Jay Capita, a.k.a. L.A.J. of Why Not? And that's it for this week's Adult Site Broker Talk. I'd once again like to thank my guest, Massey, from Feet for Cash. Talk to you again next week on Adult Site Broker Talk. I'm Bruce Friedman.